Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Um, Today we are recording episode 135 and we are doing another one of our craft episodes where we will be talking about writing deep scenes, which is a really exciting topic. I agree. I you know, you think back to like when you're writing a book and you're like, oh yeah, there was that scene. Oh, and then there was that scene and they're actually, as we'll get into, um, they can be quite fun and challenging to write at the same time. So I'm looking forward to talking about that a bit more. Yes. Uh, but before we get into talking about deep scenes and before we get into our writing update, I thought we should quickly go over some changes that are happening to the podcast. Yes. So we have as you all know and probably know from our writing updates, considering they're kind of a little bit scant sometimes, is that we are often very challenged by time. And considering the changes to our lives, we've been having a bit of a chat about what's going to happen with our writing and with the podcast and where we're going to go next with it. Especially considering both Sarah and I are potentially, well, I'm going back to work in a few months and Sarah's looking at going, potentially going back to work um, for a few, like not full-time, but part-time. Um, that is also going to eat up a lot of the time that we currently have for writing. So we've decided to cut back a little bit on the podcasts. Um, so instead of being weekly episodes, they'll go to bi-weekly episodes, which isn't, you know, too too much and we're going to be dropping the creative exercise ones but definitely keeping the author spotlight section because we love the interviews and we think that it's a really important part of the podcast to keep on top of um we really enjoy chatting to all the different authors about you know their journeys and their work so that one's staying and our craft episodes are staying too just instead of them being uh two parts you know one week after the next they'll just be separated uh by a month so i think it will be some good changes at least for for now yeah you know that's not to say that we won't pick things back up in the future uh when things are a little bit more manageable with time and with our families and things uh but at the moment i think that'll just ease the load and allow us to do a little bit more writing which will hopefully be reflected in how we conduct our interviews and how we Um, talk about the craft episodes as well because I feel like you know we can't really talk very well about craft if we're not actually writing (laughs) Um, you know then then you become a little bit hypocritical so we do have to keep that balanced (laughs) and that has been a challenge of recent times (laughs) yes before we jump into our chat about writing deep scenes we are going to do a quick writing update like we alluded to so Sarah how has your writing been this past month so I have been attempting to give myself at least 30 minutes of writing per day um like where I what I have been doing is like especially with my daughters moving on to one nap although that's kind of some days two some days one at the moment but anyways so I like get down from putting putting her down for her nap and then I'm like, okay, set the timer on the watch, sit down in front of the computer and then like just 
keep going until that 30 minutes is up. However, it does depend, I found. Like I, I was really good at it for a little bit and then it started to get not as good again Um, because it does depend on how much creative energy I have. Like if I've got like no energy at all, then it's really hard to sit down and be like, oh, what am I going to write? And I feel like the quality of my work deteriorates if I do that. So, and rather than sit down and be like totally frustrated, I would rather get other stuff, which there is plenty of around the house done. (laughs) So some days I have not been doing it, but I would say like most days I can, I've been challenging myself to do that and to try and ignore the mountains of housework that needs to be done and do that first, because I feel like it's important to put, aside some time for yourself and I have made some headway with the chapter that I was working on however it is just such a challenging chapter I cannot wait till I'm (laughs) done with it till it's over anyways how has your writing been going Ashley well not particularly well I'm currently battling inconsistent naps Mm, so yes that's that's also been a challenge for me so the trying to nap rescue (laughs) you're like oh my god you're waking up and it's really not time yet and how are you gonna make it to like yeah so he (laughs) yeah he either has a long nap or does not there's no putting him back to sleep if he wakes up from his nap like it's just over (laughs) it's over so on a good day he'll nap for like an hour and a half and then i'll be able to get like I try and do 30 minutes of writing. But most days he only naps for like half an hour, which is barely enough time to find my laptop and the charger and plug it in and turn it on and read the chapter that I've been working on. And then I'm like, oh, he's awake. <laughs> I have to go grab him. <laughs> um, So I haven't been doing tons of writing because of that. I have done a little bit. Like I think I've got an extra page through my Grace chapter, but given it's like eight pages long, it doesn't feel like I've made very much progress. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I've deleted stuff. Um, it sounds a bit better, but I haven't really gotten much further with it. So that's been a bit frustrating, but I'm hoping it will you know, get a bit better. And I've, I've went away as well for four or five days, which then obviously threw his whole routine off so last week was a write-off for writing entirely because he was like I haven't been home for five days everything's different I don't want to do anything that I usually do Uh, so that was last week's challenge but that's okay I did however go to a um, writing critique well writing catch-up session in person Uh, with a bunch of people I thought it was going to be a small one with only like three or four people that I know from our the novel critique group that we usually go to but there was like almost like 15 people there and lots of new people as well so it was really refreshing to you know chat to some writers I've never spoken to before and we did a writing exercise which was quite enjoyable Um, so that was really like a good refreshing moment for me and it I did leave feeling a bit more like, okay, no, I really want to write. I want to. So I have to try and find the time. But that's okay. (laughs) It will happen, I'm sure. Anyways, let's move on to writing deep scenes. To begin with, I thought we could kind of talk about what we mean by deep scenes. Uh, 
So, Sarah? So, for me, when we talk about deep scenes, or at least when I talk about it, I'm thinking about those really intense moments and, like, the ones that aren't just writing with emotion, which I feel like you should do throughout your book anyways, but the ones that go even deeper and are like keystone emotional events in your narrative and the ones that really cut to the bone and where everything is laid bare for all to see. (laughs) The characters are being very vulnerable, yeah, or not necessarily vulnerable, but yeah. I was trying to come up with a good term for it. And I couldn't, but you have come up with a great one, a keystone emotional moment. I like it. One that like changes the events of the narrative and just really like drives the the inner plot, I guess, of like the inner changes that are happening mm-hmm. within the character. Yeah. That's a really good way to describe it because I was going to say that when I was looking online, you know, doing research for this episode, a lot of people were calling them how to write the sad scenes. And I was like, it's more than just a sad scene. Like, that's way too simplistic a term for what you're trying to achieve. And I went with the scene. Yeah, and they're that... not necessarily just sad no, either. Like, No. A deep scene does not have to be a sad scene. No, exactly. Exactly. I was like, no, I don't appreciate, well, not appreciate, I don't agree with the terminology of the sad scene. There are more scenes that pack a bit of a gut punch to the reader I think and the ones where you've been building everything kind of coming to a climax in that scene so you know when the relationships come to a head um, there's you know some sort of confrontation scene or maybe there is a sad scene maybe someone's passed away Um, you know there's lots of different things that these deep scenes can be but now I'm going to refer to them as the keystone emotional scene as we continue talking. <laughs> so the next thing I was going to ask is whether we are intimidated by writing deep scenes, because you know when one's coming up, right? Or are we a bit, do we get excited to write about them? Like How do we, how do we feel about tackling the keystone emotional scenes? <laughs> definitely both intimidated and excited by them I'm kind of excited by the opportunity to write really deep and meaningful scenes and to challenge myself to come up with something in a new light that the readers really just can't help feeling that deep emotion along with the characters but I also think because they're so pivotal and you want to create this immense feeling that it creates a bit of apprehension when writing them which annoyingly can sometimes prevent you from going all that deep <laughs> I find. if you're too nervous about them it just comes out like really yeah it, it comes out in your writing and you're like oh I was like, trying too hard there <laughs> I don't know how to explain it but the best way I can describe it is tight like when you're nervous mm-hmm. and writing it doesn't I don't know why but I'm, I always come out like the scenes feel like Maybe like constrained. Yeah, or yeah, constrained would be a good way to say it. Like, mm, well, we'll talk a bit about some of the over the this little series of two episodes where we cover deep scenes. There's a couple of things that um, we'll talk about that I think stem from being a little bit anxious about it. Um, I was, you know, just so people understand where we're headed. In in my mind, I'm just thinking about we have a question that covers 
how not to make it feel too cheesy and things or cringy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that can kind of sometimes be the result of being a bit anxious about it. Yeah. <laughs> Trying too hard. That's usually how mine go anyways, but we'll talk about that more later. Uh, so for me, I'm also a bit of both. I think usually I find them fun to write. You know, they're often emotionally wrenching as well because I think I've said before in other podcasts, when I'm writing from my character's perspective, I'm like feeling what they're feeling. So like objectively it's fun from a writing perspective because you're like oh you know you get to tackle the those really um powerful scenes but then um as the as the writer sometimes a bit like oh my gosh (laughs) this is a lot poor grace (laughs) um but often because they are such pivotal moments in our novels there is quite a lot of pressure to make them good enough you know, they're really important scenes. So you're often, or I'm often asking myself, oh, hopefully I can pull it off. Hopefully I can do it justice. And hopefully the result is something I'll be happy with and something that I can feel like, yes, I've done my best. But as Sarah, I think, said before, definitely when you get a bit anxious about it is when, you know, sometimes it's not your best work. And sometimes you read back over them and you're like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> that feeling of I haven't quite hit the mark there. Yeah. And you're like really aware of it too. You're like, oh dear. <laughs> I think we've all been there. <laughs> so we've talked about what deep scenes are, and Sarah aptly described them as the keystone emotional moments. We've talked a little bit about how we feel about writing them. So now comes the next part, which is why are these scenes important in your novel? Sarah? So they're important because it usually signifies character change for better or worse and is a key moment on the character's path. I feel like it's the moments also that really connect the character to the readers too because the readers sympathize with the feeling and the raw power of the emotion. So because the deep scenes are so important to the character's belief system and to the connection with the readers, I think they are one of the hardest scenes to write for your novel and one of the the most pivotal scenes for your novel in terms of engaging your readers and building your characters. So because the deep scenes are so important to the character's belief system and to the connection with the readers, they become really, 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 I'm going to say it again, important to your novel. (laughs) So what would, do you have anything to add to that, Ashley? So my answer focused on the connection between I've written you and the reader, but I more mean your characters and the reader. Although I guess you as the writer, you know, sharing your story through your characters. So we'll go with that. Um, readers, readers, uh, read your novel because, or read novels generally because they want an emotional journey and your deep scenes are that for the reader. Um, your characters, they go on a journey with lots of ups and downs and both the ups and downs are, the you know these key moments are reflected uh, in the deep scenes that you're writing so 
in turn, they help your readers understand your characters. Um, they make them, you know, want to cheer for your characters to do well if they like them, or maybe cheer for them to do poorly if they do not like them. Um, and it also helps your readers build empathy with your characters as well. I feel like a book without any deep emotional scenes would be quite flat. I'm trying to think if there would be many. Like, I'm trying to think if any novels wouldn't have deep emotional scenes. I think the closest that you come to is the series where there's no character development because... Mm. One of those murder um, mystery serial ones, maybe. But often there's moments in there to like make you feel a bit for the victim. Yeah, there, there still are a few deep moments, but I don't think they go quite as deep as your standard novel just because that by nature of having these like keystone emotional moments usually that does change your character because that you know they're going through these emotions and they're like oh my goodness I've just come to this like gigantic realization that everything I've ever learned is wrong (laughs) yeah (laughs) or something like that and because that they're like you know trying to understand like the situation and view it through the lens of the world as they know it and this causes change and so if you have too much of that in those uh serial novels you just end up with a novel where there is character change happening (laughs) i mean like as you said that those scenes do exist in them and because of them i do believe that like not that there is like slow character change in those particular novels and there's not no character change at all. But like, I think that would be as close as you can come <laughs> yeah. to that reading one with no deep scenes. <laughs> um, so the next part I thought we could talk about is how do you build up to the Keystone emotional moment? <laughs> um, and what is the importance of foreshadowing um, in this build up so sarah so you definitely can't just dive straight into a deep scene you know you do have to do a lot of setup for them because the readers aren't going to get that depth of feeling if they don't understand why the character might be feeling that way or if the scene isn't kind of heading them towards sort of building that emotion in the reader themselves like so you know if you have great foreshadowing you can start to build that sense of something's going to happen um before you actually get to the emotional keystone moment as we're calling it <laughs> and so in doing that you know you've already got like a a base to build off from like in terms of creating emotion in your readers and so it's going to have a more of an impact than if you just like dive into it um and you'll get the best emotional reaction from your readers that way and I was also thinking that usually deep scenes are at least a few chapters into your novel they don't usually come like within the first few Um, and often there are more deep scenes towards the end so you do have time to scatter in some of that foreshadowing to set up the scene and to get that emotional reaction and as an example of not doing well, 
<laughs> Can I say that um, we have had a few instances where we haven't set up these scenes very well, and we have had to go back and add in foreshadowing and also add detail and slow down the transition before the scene happens. And I would say that without the appropriate backstory and the appropriate foreshadowing, it can feel really clunky or really abrupt and confusing to read. You're like suddenly dropped into this emotional moment and you're like, what? And it just, it does (laughs) not have any impact because you're just like, ah, okay, well, that was a bit weird. And it just like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't hit. (laughs) It doesn't. No, definitely. So if you are maybe editing one of those scenes and it isn't giving the effect you had hoped for, but yet you look at it and you're like, there's nothing wrong with this scene. Um, I would definitely look at your build up to the scene because that can have a huge effect on heightening the emotional tension. Um, just yes. as a random note. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's easy to you get really excited to write that scene, you know, so you're so eager to like <laughs> put it in sometimes. You're like, oh, it's going in now. Screw it. We're Let's doing do it. it. <laughs> We're going for it. And then you're reading like, hmm, wasn't time yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It's like I knew where it was going, but I didn't quite communicate that clearly uh, through the characters yet. So it still needs a bit of work. Uh, so as sarah just alluded to dropping an emotional scene out of nowhere um can be confusing to the reader and it definitely won't have the impact you hope it will uh and i kind of thought of this from you know in real life if you think back to you know the deep emotional moments that have happened to you there is always a build-up of things that have happened before everything you know, accumulates and boils over and you have those moments. It doesn't just, usually it doesn't just, you know, happen out of nothing. And so because that's how um, these sorts of things, at least for me, happen in real life, it's important to have these emotional buildup when you're writing as well. You need to show your readers that it's coming so you can, you know, weave in subtle bits of emotion, backstory, uh, small events in the preceding scenes and chapters that give some hints that your character can't hold it in much longer. Uh, You can use dialogue um, and other character interactions to show your readers that, you know, everything isn't okay and then they get the sense of something is going to happen at some point soon. I wonder what it will be or, you know, what will trigger it. And then your scene ends up being a lot more impactful. Even I was just thinking about in terms of where these scenes happen. And quite often you can get like probably the earliest deep scene in most novels, I would say is a reaction to um the inciting event and i would say that when you have an inciting event you still have a lead up to that inciting event and some foreshadowing that happens and then there'll be like a, a small space of time after that event where the character kind of like processes or maybe like is kind of like stuck in their their thoughts and haven't quite managed to 
have that emotional reaction and then maybe something small just pushes them over the edge and it's like they suddenly realize hey this this huge thing has happened but it's not necessarily always that huge thing that sends them immediately spiraling and usually even before that event, that huge event occurs there's like a build up of things on the way so I, it's just something to keep in mind that even if it's you think of it as just a reaction it's a little bit more than just a reaction. It's usually like a processing of everything that's happened. And mm-hmm. you can still build that feeling by using foreshadowing even prior to the big event happening, if that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a long way, of winding way of getting there. <laughs> Feel free to cut it some makes- out, Ashley. <laughs> It makes no. It makes sense though, because there's obviously reasons behind why someone reacts the way they do when a certain situation is presented to them. And when you're writing, you want your readers to understand why your character has reacted that way. And often it's because of a lot of things that have built up to them having the reaction they do in your keystone emotional moment. So, yes. So the final question um, I thought we could talk about in this first part of the writing deep scenes uh, craft episode is how much do we draw on our personal experiences to make deep scenes land? Sarah? I think I do it quite a lot, um, especially when, because I feel like with the deep scenes in particular, they're like the emotional scenes that you've actually more planned for than even if you're a pantser, I think, you know, you've got that key emotional moment in your head a little bit like, oh, they've got to, you know, be able to go through this emotion and this event has caused this to happen. And so you can have kind of like this idea of how they're going to react to this event that's occurring or whatever, or, you know, when you're writing it, I think it's a bit more purposeful sometimes than just like writing the rest of like emotion into your novel. And I think if I'm struggling to write deep enough, if I'm like, Oh no, this one really needs to land really deep. And I'm like finding it, quite difficult then I will put myself back into situations where I felt the emotion and really try to draw that out by asking myself questions of what I'm thinking in the situation like even if I didn't think about it like you know say I find a situation that I was quite fearful in um I might not have asked myself those questions at the time when I was like in that situation, but like as a kind of exercise to get me back there and to think about like how I might display that with my characters, then I'm kind of like, Oh, you know, how is the feeling sitting with me? Like inside my body, like what am I feeling when I put myself back in that situation? Um, What outward signs show how I am feeling? What inward like, like body reactions are going on like where is the feeling like most located is it in my stomach is it in my heart is it in my throat and 
how big is it? Like, is it, does it feel like it's going anywhere? Like maybe the feeling is climbing up from the stomach um, and maybe it's growing or maybe it's shrinking down to a tight ball. Um, so like thinking about like the gut reaction of how it feels within yourself, but then also putting yourself outside of that moment and from like a third person perspective and saying, okay, that's what I'm feeling when I think about this moment. How does that look to someone viewing this moment? Like what are they seeing? And I also feel like with negative feelings as well, even though it might be a bit unhealthy, I kind of let it fester a bit. (laughs) Like, I'll put myself back in the moment in any like resentment, any residual anger, any frustration that might come up when I like put myself back there. I just kind of let it happen. Um, And I think I'm quite good with my emotional memory. So I don't use any journals for this, although some might find it helpful. I do think it's important though, (laughs) when I say let it fester, is to use this kind of personal experience and relive the emotions, but also know how to debrief yourself afterwards and set those emotions to rest. So you have to kind of conduct your own therapy session of sorts. (laughs) Um, Ashley, how do you ever use your personal experiences and how do you tend to use them? For me, I was was trying to think about this and I decided I probably use it about 50% of the time. So I probably use it most for a lot of the, um, I guess, base emotions that, you know, can be translated from my experiences into the scenes. So that's probably where I use it the most. But because I've said before, I really like to feel what my characters are feeling. So I kind of rely on me being the character. And then sort of writing um, how I my character feels like as I go. It kind of sounds a bit weird. Um, but often the characters that I'm writing do not react the way that I personally would react in certain scenes, like in certain situations. Yeah. Um, so I try to make sure that I'm being authentic to the character rather than trying to write in how I would be feeling. Um, so that's why I say 50%. I feel like there's there's also a difference. So like when I say that, like I write my emotions into it, I usually think of what the character would be feeling and then like, okay, so I need this emotion. Let's find an experience where I felt that emotion rather than thinking this is how I would feel in a situation, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So like, viewing through the lens of your character but then like taking the emotion that you need and then finding a situation where you found a similar emotion imagine you're like index cards you're like (laughs) (laughs) emotional index cards memory a flick 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 flick. that's one thank you oh yes 2017 that one will work (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much um Anyways, so we should probably wrap this first part of our craft episode about deep scenes up. 
So there are still some spots left for our author spotlight section. And if you'd like to apply, you can head on over to our website, uh, lindersoncreations.com and have hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you'll find a link to be featured on Dear Writer. Yeah. And so next time on Dear Writer, it's our author spotlight section. Uh, we are going to follow, like usually we'd have like, another the second part of our craft episode but just as a reminder that we are going to be doing it them in like monthly blocks now so next time it'll be our author spotlight section in two weeks and then we'll continue with this conversation in another two weeks after that so yes you have to hang in there <laughs> for the second part of the conversation <laughs> Uh, so if you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Linderson Creations. And if you enjoy this show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your pocketer of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.